It's inevitable, you know? Okay now, okay now, we gon' see some highs and we gon' see some lows. We gon' see some friends and we gon' see some foes. We gon' be the pimps, get money from these hoes. Just be ready for whatever you know how this shit go. Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to Promise You That Podcast. Where we talk about the hard conversations, we talk about love, we talk about mental health, and we talk about a plethora of other things that makes up a man. But today, man, we have a very special guest, man, a straight A student, you know what I'm saying, a basketball player, a football player, a phenomenal person and all. Man, we have my nephew, man. What's up? What's going on, Jabu? Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> hey, man. We, we back on it, man. I mean, the relationship we have is like uncanny, right? We have our disagreements, but not to the point where we are being rudely or irate. You feel me? Like, we have some conversations that most people don't have. Like, we have deep conversations about a lot of stuff. So, y'all get a chance to see this right here on the podcast. So, um, tell them a little about yourself, man. All right, what's going on, y'all? I am Adonis McQuarrie. Uh... <laughs> he is so goofy. Hey, but look, y'all, this is my oldest nephew. This is my sister's oldest son. Yeah. And he's 16. So, yeah. tell him, man. So, like you said, my name is Adonis McCreary. I'm 16 years old. Uh, I'm the oldest of four brothers, so I'm the oldest brother. I have three younger siblings. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to be the best person that I can be each and every day. Guys, this, this is what I have to do with, God. I promise you. Stop. Uh, the craziest thing about when he first came, when we first, like, started to bun on a whole different level, was like three years ago, right? 2020. Yeah, and I mean, that's when I was going through the hardest part of my life. But, go ahead. I was actually going through the hardest part of my life, too. And, like, I was just, like, having so many mental problems. Like, really just going through it for real. But it's like, we we started back, like, getting our relationship. Where, at the time, like, we were both at our lowest. It was, like, the craziest part about it. Yeah, and, and that's the craziest thing. Like, we came together and we both grown a lot mentally and emo and, and and spiritually, right? So we we've grown a lot and we've grown closer. But we have conversations because I try to get my nephew to real about everything. I don't wanna cut any corners acting like he is too young for this conversation or some stuff like that. Like I like to give him the real stuff. Because it gives him an opportunity to see it from a real lens and not to the point where he's looking at it like, nobody told me this. So I try to give him just real world situations. And I think it really helped a lot. Even down to his friends, like we have came to where I have a big influence, even yeah, on his friends. That's true, man. I have a game or something. He pulled up to the game. <laughs> I hear my team like, oh, what's going on, big aunt? What's up with you, man? I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Like, it's times where I be in the game and my folks up there talking to aunt. Like, hey, aunt, <laughs> hey, man, yeah. when you going to let us, you know, get in that gym with y'all, man? We, we, we really trying to be a part of what y'all are doing. So that's the crazy part. And for him to be like, like, he, he older than us. Yeah. Like, that's a like, whole different generation, two different generations. But just to see how good our generation clip his generation is crazy and i think like i have like been coined like the cool uncle because i don't have 
I don't look down on that generation. I kind of understand it, but I'm going to give them a different perspective from a different era. But at the same time, making it correlate with each other. And so I advise like any, like any father, any uncle or some stuff like that. If you got like nephews, your children or anything like that, try to convey with them how you feel. But coming from a point that you can understand them as well. Because a lot of times we don't try to understand them. We try to downplay what they're going through or just their music and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm pretty sure like when we was younger, like our parents didn't really approve of the music that we was listening to either. But it's the whole thing about it. We're in a different time and a different generation where we should understand them and support them at the same time. I got my son. Like he's sitting over here in the corner. He is he is taping it right now himself. And, and he's not even part of the camera crew. You understand me? But that's the whole thing that we try to do. I try to bridge the gap with them. I try to be understanding. But I also try to come from a place of wisdom. I don't necessarily want to tell a dynasty, man, you stupid, you dumb, da 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 because you listen to this music. And sometimes I might be like, man, I don't want to hear that crap. And, and sometimes it's the way it is. But I also find him listen to the music even I listen to or a generation before me. Man, I got an old soul, man. And so I think it's so dope because now it's giving him a chance to understand music. We can be listening to an old song. We could be listening to a, a new song. And I am like, duh, that's not new. That came from this. Yeah. And he like, oh, would you? I play it for him. And it's, and it's like, it kind of like brings everything in together. So can I say something? Uh, the crazy thing is about the whole music thing is <clears throat> when I was younger, I was a DJ. Yeah, you sure So was. So that right there, that says what it says. Like, I, I've always had a taste for music. Mm -hmm. And like, he got a taste for music. So. It's time we riding in the car. I might hear a song. I'm saying he like, dog. How you know that song? You weren't even born yeah. yet. Like, how you know that song? Hey, but it's so crazy because, like, I started singing in the choir when I was four years old. So that kind of lets you know exactly where everything started from with being musically inclined. And one of the first songs, like secular songs, that I was able to sing was the song by Monica. Of course, my mom used to play it in the house all the time so that kind of like coined me into that so it was like before you walk out of my life that was my first freaking song i learned so my mom was looking crazy like what the? and i'm like yeah ever since then like i've always been music inclined i was i grew kind of afraid to um like show people like my music talent like far as singing because it was just like yeah, Everybody was so coined into rapping. Yeah. They was like, oh, man, we don't rap. Like, that that, that R&B stuff don't sell. Now, in the present day, it's not enough for the R&B music. Right. So, it's just like, it, it's crazy. But at the same time, it's like people miss what they don't value. Then they start to value a little bit more now. Because all the music is about the toxic now. So, yeah, let's cut to a commercial break. We'll be right back. And then after that. Man, we about to get into some juicy stuff now. <laughs> hey, man, let's cut to a commercial break. And after that, we'll be back, man. We're going to come out with some fire. You feel me? Come back. Man, welcome back for the commercial break, man. Now we going to the segment I want to call Randos. Randos is basically a segment where we ask random questions. Maybe um, may have some relevancy to the guests. Or just some regular stuff that we feel like people want to know. Okay? So, Adonis. Um, do you feel that real love still exists? 
Mm, that's a good one off the jump. Do I feel like real love still exists? I do feel like real love still exists, but you got to find it with the right person. Okay. Like, you and that person really got to connect. It can't be nothing where, like, y'all don't connect, but y'all want to love each other because, like, you ain't going to feel no... no I don't know. Go ahead. Say it again. Do you feel like real love exists? I do feel like real love exists. You just got to find the right person, and y'all got to be willing to have a healthy relationship, whether that's being, like, whether that's prioritizing communication, trust, like, making fun moments. And I like, wonder where he got there from. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I feel like it still exists. Okay, okay. So, okay, we know you're in a relationship now. Yep. He's been dating. She gonna, she gonna see the video. Look, look, look. there you go. We know, you okay. <laughs> we know he's just, you know, he's dating now, and it kind of shocked me because he's not that type of person. Like he really uh, does like pay attention a lot to his studies and the stuff that he want to do and how far far he want to take his career. Yeah. So when he started dating, I was like, okay, cool. I know this person had to be the real thing. Yeah. You feel me? Um, so. What do you feel like in your current relationship has been a kind of a, a stumbling block for you guys? A uh, stumbling block? Mm, don't get mad at me. What, what you with? <laughs> but uh, really, one big thing is like making it where everybody in the relationship is equal. Like, it can't be where one person is higher has, is, yeah, like. It's higher than the other person or has more control or has more say so like it gotta be fifty fifty. But at the same time, there's gonna be times where like it's gonna be thirty seventy in the aspect of where in the aspect of like it may be a day where this person isn't feeling well, but it may be a day this person is feeling well. So it's all about that. And another thing is communication, that's a big key because in relationships like it can be hard to always communicate how you feel, but it's important to always let them know that. So it won't be no type of like. It, see, what, this is how I describe relationships, right? And just think about it. You can you can kind of categorize like the lack of communication or the problem that you go through as like stumbling blocks. Yeah. Think about it. It's easier to remove one stumbling block block versus trying to move eight and nine. Yeah. And I, I mean in a physical sense. You feel what I'm saying? Like, just think about it. Like, you can have a lot of different blocks. It's easier just to, okay, cool. I can move that one block. Which that one block may be communication. Mm -hmm. You open that lines of communication, so now that's no longer there, and y'all start with a clean slate. Yeah. But if you were to take and start stacking the lack of communication, the fact that I'm verbally abusive, the fact that I'm belittling, the yeah. fact that I call you dumb, stupid, hoe, Bitch, all that. And when you start stacking those on top of each other, think about it. it that is a lot to break down. Right. You cannot move all that at one time. And then it also creates an element that when y'all get into an argument, right? Y'all are not just handling that one question. I'm saying that one problem when it's right there. Y'all are handling all eight of those problems. So it's like once you have that problem, you revisit it, get an understanding. A lot of times people bring things up in their relationship because they didn't have an understanding. They didn't get any clarity to that first stumbling block. Yeah. So they're constantly like, okay, cool. We're going to let it go. 
but you didn't really get an understanding or any clarity from it. So guess what? You add lack of communication on there. You add, you call me a name. Yeah. You're adding so many distant offenses on there. So about time you go and try to break it down, it's a lot harder to get through. Yeah. So that's why I try to, even I try to tell you like, get through the stumbling blocks. Like, keep clearing those away because it's easier that way. Yeah. But if you let them all pack up, it's going to eventually get to the, the point where y'all going to get tired. The more you pack, the harder it's going to be to unpack. Yeah, you cheated. You did this, you did that. And it's, and it's harder to unpack those because yeah. you never know what you're dealing with. You might be dealing with somebody that had insecurities to a certain degree. Or you might be dealing with somebody that have inadequacies and, and, inadequacies and, uh, inadequacies and insecurities are pretty much the same. And, They're just like sister and brother, yeah. but they go together. And another thing... With all those different blocks, there's going to be so many different emotions coming from each block. Like, you're not only dealing with lack of communication. You're dealing with that, how it made the person feel. Then you might one. be dealing with something that happened from their mom or their dad that they never got a chance yeah. to, to to unpack. So, that is some stuff that you have to yeah. think about. Generational. Yeah. And I mean, like I told you before, like it, it is so easy to go into a family cycle than it is to break the family cycle. Yeah. And if a person is like, it's like you was always around a, a, a male dominated figure that was very abusive, yeah. that was verbally abusive, that was very belittling, that didn't have the ability to dream, it's easy for you to follow in that same footstep. And even for me, I feel like some traits that I have is like not the best traits. And these are traits that I want to work on, but it's like, when I'm more upset or like when something don't go my way, like I tend to, shut I tend down. to shut down yeah. and I begin to start acting like nothing. Like yeah, all right. Like I don't really want to be bothered, but I feel like I gotta get out of that because it's gonna be hard for me to it's have healthy relationships, right? Yeah. Because even because at the same time, it, it's not like you didn't get it nowhere, right? The apple don't fall too far from the tree. Yeah. And a lot of times, you even got that from me because a lot of times I feel the offense. I was so used to like just. Like waving it off, like whatever, bro. I don't even care. But inside, I grew. Right. I, I grew a offense. Then I grew the animosity. Right. And so it made me act a certain way towards that person yeah. that I didn't necessarily want to do. But just because I, I took the offense and I formed it into the animosity. Yep. And it got to the point where, like, I was say some John like, man, I don't need care no more. To the point where I started thinking like, man, I don't got no emotion. I don't, I don't care about. And you don't want to be numb. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So. I want to ask you. No, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. Okay. So my question for you is, what's one of your, or like, what's a flaw that you have when like dealing with relationships and what's something that you're doing to try to fix it or change it? He was um, ready for that, y'all. <laughs> he was ready, y'all. Um, I think for me, it was the, uh, the lack of trust. Mm -hmm. And it's not to the point where I don't trust them. Like, I give a person a chance to... Uh, I give. I start off with a clean slate. I trust you until you tell me a lie. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like sometimes you don't know exactly what you're getting, and when people are inconsistent for me, I just like I just cut it off. Yeah. But I don't think that like that's a weakness. You feel what I'm saying? Like I feel like a lot of stuff that I had a problem with in my relationship, I pretty much worked on it, and I allow God to work on me through this time frame of getting to where I am right now. So I feel like that was the key pivotal point because I wasn't the most communicate, communicating person. 
I wasn't, I would go through a problem, I should shut down and just like, bro, I'm gonna go to keep to myself. But it also made it where I didn't give my, you know what I'm saying, my, um, my significant other that love, that care that they wanted, all because I was going through. So I started not to let that, uh, me going through something affect my relationship or affect how I react to that person. Yeah, I have another question. Yeah. So, you know, when you be like, I don't care. Or like, man, they can have that. I don't even want to be bothered. And like, and like, say the relationship end. Do you feel like moving forward, it's harder for you to get into another relationship because you're operating differently, or is it like to my will operate now? Yeah, like just in general, or like, do you think it's um, do you think it'd be like where when you get to the new relationship, you got to like unpack all those different traumas and all those? I mean, I think that. That's always what a person should do is unpack that luggage first before you even enter another relationship because it's not healthy to take those old problems yeah. into a new skin. Like you, you never seen a snake that keeps the same skin. They mm-hmm. shed that skin so that they can walk into the new. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to keep taking like, oh, I'm gonna take the old baggage on to the next relationship because you're still landing yourself in the same predicament. Another question: Do you feel like there's a there's like an amount of time? that a person should have to heal or you think like it's more like a them thing? Uh, I don't think it's like a amount of time. I think it's basically set upon who you are and the way that you kind of assess yourself. So it's not amount of time, but I think you shouldn't jump into a relationship till you're actually ready and that you have healed properly. How do you know? How do you know when you're ready? First of all, you don't keep holding on to the old stuff that happened. Then you know that when your feeling has changed towards the stuff that you know you did wrong, mm-hmm. and you start to gain this level of self, uh, self assess to be where you're like, dang, I did this wrong in that relationship, and not trying to point the finger yeah. at the other person. And so that's how you find out what I did wrong when you don't look at the relationship in a biased way of that person did that to me, and that person did that to me. When you actually look at it like, dang, I I, I really did some messed up crap. Too, yeah. Yeah, and you and you know that, and that's some stuff you like. Damn, I'm really working on that. That's what proved that you're ready to move. Like you're you're in the process of healing. Yeah, yeah. If you never come to that point and you just like, man, it is what it is. Shoot, I'm just get another girl. You repeat those same steps. Yeah. It's hard. Like I say, it's easy to stay in the same cycle, but it's hard to break that cycle. So I have another question for you. Go ahead. So, in a relationship, or like moving, leaving a, a relationship, and like looking for another relationship, do you feel like you have to be fully healed from your past relationship or do you think it's more like I'm healing type of thing? You in the process of healing, right? Yeah. I don't believe you'll never be to the point you're complete like you're just like, oh I'm hundred percent. Yeah. But it can it can't go to eighty. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because certain stuff you don't you don't just heal overnight. You don't just make a snap and it's just like, oh dang, that little problem just went away. Yeah. But when you know exactly when you get the healing process and you get it from the source of where your healing is supposed to come from, then it, it becomes where it's in a healthier version of, this, of the situation, right? Yeah. Um, so, last question for the randos, okay? Uh-huh. So, how do you feel about people saying that we live in an in a, um, instant gratification generation? Do you feel like it's true? Do you feel like there's the validity to it? Or you just feel like, oh, okay. Everybody has their own, you know what I'm saying? Everybody have their own outlook on it. Uh, for the most part, I feel like it's true. 
And I feel like the reason why it's so, it's seen more these days is because of social media. Yeah. And what social media displays. Because on social media, people, you don't you don't necessarily see the things that people go through behind yeah, yeah. the scenes. You only see the, you only see the good part. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of make people to think we're like everything is perfect. everything is perfect everything is like peaches and cream like it's super easy to obtain this but in reality like people actually work hard for the things that they got but i just kind of feel like then again it's it's how you look at it yeah everything is to me personally like everything is based on your own viewpoint right but i do feel like in a lot of different ways we are living in that kind of in that instant gratification uh, type era is because of social media and the way it perpetuates. It perpetuates like you can get rich overnight. Right. It perpetuates like, oh, in order for you to look like you made it, you have to have the Lambo, you Fast have to have the Ferraris, yeah. you have to have the Bentleys. But at the same time, understanding that these people may have sat there for years building a business and building a system that they don't let any, any, anybody know about. Yeah. But I feel like they can do a better job in understanding like, okay, this is the way that this generation is is going that we need to show them the hard work behind yeah. everything that we're doing and everything is not just like okay cool we just made it yeah you feel me like we ain't just taking trips all the time but it's like when you've seen so many different highlights of everybody's life that's what makes it like that and i kind of but this is something they've been trying to push for a long time and that's just how i feel like and if you look at the movie Aladdin, like we all watched that movie, even when it re, even when it they represented it again, like in 2021 or yeah. 2022, whatever, we all watched that movie and like, dang. Even if you didn't think about it later, you probably thought about it in that moment, like, dang, I wish I had a gene. Yeah, but you didn't understand the fact of that everything, every wish that a genie granted and whip came with a consequence. Yep, consequence. It never like, oh, okay, cool. You're going to get this and that's going to be the end. Yeah. It's like, I can make you a prince, but I can't give you a whole city and give you people that's willing to follow you or, just because you say you're a prince. Or in that case, I can't give you true love. Yeah, I exactly. Grant you true and love. it's like, that's the stuff that he couldn't grant. He couldn't grant, he couldn't penetrate the, the armor of free will. And that's the thing that people don't understand. So he can only give you surface stuff. Like you say, I want a lot of money. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's easy. Yeah. Because it, it isn't involving other people. So I feel like everybody walked away looking at that, looking at life like, we wish we had a genie. And I feel like that's why everybody, like, kind of, it kind of perpetuated the same life that a lot of people live. Like, they look like they have it on Instagram. They look like they got it all together. And once they cut off that camera and go into their home, then you really see how they, how they live. Yeah. And that's why some people like, let me follow you to your home and see what you live like. Is this really you? But a lot of people can't show the real them because they're afraid that somebody won't like them for who they are or what they, you know what I'm saying, where they live or some stuff like that. But that's the whole thing for me, right? I'd rather show up being me and you not like me for being me than for me to try to show up being somebody that you like. Because if I show up being exactly what you like, that means I'm a people pleaser for one. You want to know something? Yeah. There's a quote. It says, I'd rather, oh, I forgot it, but it's like, I'd rather, 
not please the world and please and, and please yourself. Yeah. And that's what Something it is. Like a lot of people show up and they please in the world only to die to themselves. Yeah. I'd rather die to the world and be pleasing myself yeah. and pleasing God. But a lot of people they they only look at it like, shoot, long they like me. But if I'm doing everything for people to like me, I'm be I become a people pleaser. Yeah. I was guilty of that for a long time, just showing up and being everything to everybody, but not being enough for myself. So, yeah, it's, it's, and so I'm like, dang, bro. Like, so when it was time for me to know who I am, and I get into a place where I have to deal with me, I didn't know who the hell I was. Cause it's like you giving too much out to the world when you don't exactly. got nothing for yourself. I got exactly. I got a cup of water. Everybody around me got got a cup of water. I'm just pouring. I'm just yeah. pouring. So I ain't got no more water. So I need myself no more. So let's cut to a commercial break. Here we gonna come back to it. You feel? Let me see. Okay, then we're gonna go to Hey y'all, we back, man. And dog, you see y'all didn't know. This is not really supposed to be a promise you that. This is supposed to be the segment for what? I'm fresh. Nah. What what our segment supposed to be, bro? <laughs> I forgot. What our segment supposed to be? What you mean? What our segment is supposed to be? You mean it? Yeah, you already know. Oh, be unconfused. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like oh. What it, what, it, what we do? Hey man, y'all see we gonna see. So we were trying to work on this, but we not gonna do it. We gonna do it for this podcast though. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's who? Be unconfused. What? Be unconfused. What? Be unconfused? Yeah, fair. So, let's come back with this mental health topic, right? And I might let him do his little, his little light little rap, dog. He be, he always got the same little rap. Constantly. 40 on my neck. 40. What? Why? He ain't got the right. Really? Why? Why? Here you go. I got 40 on my neck. 40 on my wrist. Y'all like the video, we gonna get you, ooh, what do you want Oh, Lord, okay. What do you want so, let's go. <laughs> okay, cool. So, let's get into the mental health thing, right? So, does not having a father affect you in any way? Do you mm -hmm. feel like it does? Oh uh, yeah, growing up, not having a father did affect me because I was only raised by my mom and I got three younger brothers. So it's like, it's only so much she can do for us. Yeah. Like it's only so much she can teach us. It's only so much she can tell us. And it was something she couldn't teach us about being a, being a black man in america because well, she's not a she's not a man yeah, she don't know anything about it right she don't know nothing about it so it's like it was kind of harder <laughs> and like even being disciplined and stuff like that like yeah we were disciplined but it's like we didn't have no type of like we didn't know why we were being disciplined yeah. like we didn't have that type of tough love coming from a man yeah. like yeah we had our mom she can do so much but she's only a woman yeah so it's like it was a lot of stuff that I did growing up that like I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't know why I was like You just trying to find your way back. Just trying to find my way, right. Like that's not crazy. So so what is like what are your viewpoints now? Like having a, a male figure in your corner um to help you like 
where confidence help you with emotional intelligence? Like, what are your viewpoints on it now? Like, do you still feel that void or what? No, I don't feel that void no more. You definitely be helping me. Like, <laughs> man, I was just talking to this man on the phone today earlier. He was like, bro, like, what you afraid of? Like, dog, yeah. you're a full package, dog. Like, yeah. you're smart. Like, you got stuff going for yourself. Like, what are your insecurities? Like, you got a good smile. Like, you, you built, like, what are you? What are your insecurities? And and this is the crazy thing. Like I don't mind giving him love and and reassuring him as well because just because he's a man doesn't need doesn't mean that he don't need reassurance. And I feel like a lot of people they kind of take that away from you. Like oh you're a man you need no reassurance. Yes you do because it's sometimes when you need somebody to hold you up when when you're weak and. I feel like I don't mind doing that because that's something that I looked for when I was a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always feel like I was not worthy of like having my dad around. Yeah. I can I can like clearly convey with the insecurities that I picked up, the the need to want to be to please everybody because of. I didn't have that, so I was like, okay, cool. Like I was always reaching for that sentiment so somebody could affirm me. So I try to affirm you, even my sons, I try to confirm them in, in ways that help them be the man that they need to be. Like You don't have to wait for the world to applaud you. I'm gonna applaud you, I'm gonna pat you on your back, but I'm also gonna get on your ass when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And so that was the whole thing. It's like men are so afraid to show each other love. They're so afraid to be that you know what I'm saying like that extra shoulder like hey bro you got this yeah so that's why I did that's why I do it you feel what I'm saying and so I just wanted you to understand like bro you don't have nothing to be ashamed of you don't have nothing like whatever you whatever you whatever you're thinking in your mind that is fear only fear tell you that you're inadequate and when you lead from fear, you'll grow old to be a man that never did, never reached his full potential just because of this fear that you have. And so I'm like, nah, maximize your potential. Because at the same time, from where we started, you're up here. Because of the fact of, I started here. And you see me like, a couple years ago, like at my lowest, like mentally, like mentally broken. But you also see me do what? Keep going. Elevate to understand, like, I got to give y'all love in a certain type of way. Not be afraid to show you emotions, like, bro, I love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I care for you. Like, I'm always here. And that's the whole thing. And that's another thing. I don't know if it's like this, like, with every race or ethnic group, but I just feel like in a black household, in a black society, it's like, it's not really said, but it's kind of like men are not supposed to have emotions. And like, men aren't supposed to cry, men. Yeah, don't worry about it. Keep, keep going. Men aren't supposed to have emotions. Men aren't supposed to cry. So it's kind of making...